What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 581st episode. I think that's right. Uh, 81st episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. Uh, with me today is Hannah. I am here. I've been playing a bunch of Go with the new season started. Oh, I can't There's a what bunch of tasks to do. Called. <laughs> uh, don't ask me names of things. Season of Adventure Sync. I don't know. <laughs> they could uh, stand to improve that. That's a thing. Uh, speaking of improving, we're improving our show by bringing Will back this episode. Uh, and I've been playing a lot of Armored Core 6 lately, except not a lot because that game's really hard. You gotta get the two machine guns. That's what everyone's using. Okay. Okay. Listen. Did either of you guys look? Okay. Number one, folks, I ain't changed one bit. So here we go. <laughs> listen. Did either of you ever play Earthworm Jim? No. No. Well, I mean, yes, but like. Okay. So there was an issue with Earthworm Jim that the first mini boss in the game, not even the first boss of the first level, but the first sub boss that you had to get through before you could even get to the boss of the first level was so hard. And you had to have like special skills and things in order to get past it. And then after that, the next 10 levels of the game, super easy. But for some reason, they made the first mini boss Really, really hard. You got that steep learning curve in there. Okay. That's Armored Core 6. They literally, <laughs> like, this, this, this is ridiculous. They throw you in. They're like, oh, you landed on the planet. Here, go do this. Kill these people. Blah, blah, blah. Attack this police helicopter. I'm on the ground. I'm not a helicopter. So it took me, like, literally three days to figure out how to defeat the police helicopter. Guess what happens after you defeat the police helicopter? You get a room. Where it's like, okay, now you can practice all of the skills that you need to play this game with any capability. All right, a little too late, friends. But anyways, it's fun. It's a good game. I, I like the sword. I like having my sword. So now that you've defeated Police Helicopter, are you ready to defeat Mewtwo in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet? I don't imagine that I have anything that is of sufficient skill to... I have never done a single raid. I haven't done raids... <laughs> In the Crown Tundra. Oh, that's not true. I, that's probably the last place that I did, did you, any kind of You did of Dynamax Adventure, didn't you? Yes, that's, that's what I did do. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to get that shiny Rayquaza, and then we gave up. Got it. All right. Well, well Will guess is... what? I have a shiny Rayquaza now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you, did, uh, you did, what, 10 hours of GoFest, probably. Uh, yes. You took a nap. But no, no, I, but the two days combined yeah. was like more than 10 hours. Yeah, because you did all the second nap. day. Yes. Well, Will's back for the episode. Greg is at Dragon Con. Bobby is sick. Cody is collecting bees. Uh, and Bob is in another state. So this is our lineup for today. <laughs> <laughs> and we're recording at 7 o'clock at night, so I couldn't ask anyone in the UK. But Will's back, so that's exciting. I'm excited. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we have some Pokemon news. This is a Pokemon show. Uh, we've been starting off with Pokemon Sleep every episode, so let's start off there. It was the first good sleep day, which was technically like a three-day event, I would say. Um, Hannah, you want to explain what happened with Good Sleep Day? You're the it was you're the a, sleep expert. I am. I can talk about it. That's for sure. 
It was a three-day event where there were two days before and after the full moon where your sleep score was multiplied by 1.5 times what it would normally be, and the one day in the middle, the day of the full moon, it would be multiplied by two times, I believe. And so that just means that throughout that entire event, your sleep, your sleep score would be higher, you would find more Pokémon each morning. It was pretty great. You also got a whole bunch of free sleep points throughout the whole three-day event, which... I have so many sleep points now, I can buy a Master Ball easy. <laughs> Will, have you played Pokemon Sleep? Zero percent. <laughs> I feel like this is a game for you, though. You are so consistent with exactly. your days. I know well, you care about sleep. And this is the issue, because <laughs> I have my aura ring. I've had my aura ring for quite some time now. and I actually didn't know you had I, one. Oh, yeah. Um, I asked Will about it before I got one. Oh. I, not, I've had it long enough that my first one died and they gave me a free replacement because they were like, you are too skilled with this thing. But the problem is I check it every morning. I'm like so obsessed with checking how well I slept. And then I literally get upset when it says, would I think I did a good job sleeping? And it's like, no, you were actually awake 15 times during the night, and you only got four hours of sleep when you thought you got eight. And I'm like, I, I don't need more, more things telling me I'm too rambunctious Well, the good thing sleep. is Pokemon Sleep is an awful sleep tracker. Yes. So <laughs> well, it's really just gonna good. going to more upset. No, 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 no. No, see, this is why you I think just, you would like you it, Will. You just disregard that part. You rely on the Aura Ring for the actual yeah. sleep tracking, and Ugh. then you play Pokemon Sleep as a game that revolves around sleep, but is yes. still Pokemon. But then it, I, it just gives you another thing to check in the morning, and I know you love doing that kind of stuff. I certainly do, but I also keep <laughs> char charge my phone on the 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 osmosis charger, so I can't put it on my bed. That oh. does and I, provide. You're not buying the Go Plus Plus. <laughs> I, and, it's oh, such a good device, not though. Not gonna happen. Well, if I gave you a free Go Plus Plus, would you play it? You'd be wasting your money, no. No, it's not wasting my money. The Pokemon company sent me a free one. Well, then I'd probably just take it, sure. Okay. <laughs> the deal is done. Papa Pokemon is playing for Will's sleep. Oh, no, no. I think it's... I think you would like it because you check it in the morning, and then I usually check it around lunchtime, and then I'd check it before bed, and that's kind of the gist of it. It just sounds like it's going to be another, I'm going to be sitting there doing 20 gifts every morning and getting upset <laughs> because my buddy doesn't like me enough and I have to have him like me 30 times in a row. And then I'm late for work and I'm fired, but I have a free Go++. Plus Plus. Hooray. Yeah. yeah I now we're talking. But I can catch Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I got my first shiny in sleep after five weeks now or whatever i think you and greg both did after i asked last week oh wait what did greg get i don't remember but oh, okay. I, I saw a slightly different colored pokemon okay <laughs> yeah that's you know that's the gist of of shiny pokemon um yeah i think uh the good sleep day gave 500 points the first day and then a thousand on good sleep day and then a 500 points the day after or something like that uh and then they released a 25 dollar limited edition bundle that you that you could get because the game is very good <laughs> at asking for money so um, now i'm paying to sleep no 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 the, this was just completely optional it was the good sleep day bundle volume one that you could get from monday so it was available for a full week it gave you nine great biscuits two focus incense 
two luck incense and two growth incense. Um, just like Pokemon Masters EX or Pokemon Cafe Mix, for some reason, Pokemon games are very money grabby. Maybe that's maybe maybe I don't play enough other mobile games. Well, what other mobile games are you playing, and how much money are they asking for you? Uh, I play one other mobile game. It's called Angry Birds, and they ask me for no money because I get it with my Apple Arcade subscription. Oh, it's one of those games. Mm. See, I yeah. beat the system. You got to play the Hello Kitty I, game. <laughs> I also pay for the Apple Family Plan and have like not my family all benefiting. <laughs> Wait, did you not play the Hello Kitty game on Apple Arcade? No, it's like Animal Crossing. I well, you're not you're not making a sale right there. <laughs> There's like two Sanrio characters that I care about, and the rest of them I don't ever want to see or acknowledge. So, all right, that's fair. Pokemon Sleep is a silly game. Okay, let's uh, shift gears over to the Mewtwo raids. Mewtwo um, made its debut on Thursday, August 31st. It will be around until Sunday, September 17th. Realistically, Mewtwo is probably going to last until uh, like the 12th because who's possibly going to be doing Mewtwo after the DLC came, comes on the 13th? But uh, I mean, it makes sense that they run it over just in case because people are going to come back for the DLC. So it says on Pokemon.com here that Mewtwo cannot normally be encountered in Paldea. What that actually means is there's no Pokedex entry for Mewtwo, just like there isn't for Char- Charizard or Greninja. Uh, Mewtwo will be a Psychic-type Terra. That means Bug, Ghost, and Dark-type will deal super effective damage. Um, don't forget, you can still add the mythical Pokemon Mew to help you topple Mewtwo during the event. And something very special will happen when you send Mew into a Terra Raid battle against Mewtwo. Um, they don't ever actually say what happens. I will tell you what happens. Number one is Mew gets a 20% stat boost for all of its stats, except its HP stat where it will get a 50% HP boost. Mm. Um, so Mew, Mew, if you, if you did max HP from Mew, it would be 404. And then because of the boost, your Mew's HP should be 606, which is uh, high, very high. That's a lot of HP. Also, if you defeat Mewtwo with a Mew, your Mew will get the Mightiest Mark, which is the first time your own Pokemon can earn it versus catching um, said Mew. And then Mewtwo, again, I don't know why they just don't say these kind of things, uh, but that's fine, Pokemon. Uh, Mewtwo has uh, Psy Strike, which I have learned this past week. A lot of people don't understand what that move does, but that's... Fine. <laughs> we can explain. Isn't it like it? a physical psychic move. It's a special psychic move that oh, will special. Okay. do damage based on your physical attack. Mm. Physical defense stat is unique, I guess, in its own way. It has ice beam. It has aura sphere, and then it has call mind and rest. And like the seven star Pikachu, Mewtwo will start off with a raid shield. And like the seven-star Pikachu, Mewtwo is also holding a held item. It's holding the Chesto Berry, which means that it will wake up from sleep. Although I don't like, I don't think that held item matters too much because if you've done six-star raids before, like it's very hard to keep a six-star or seven-star raid boss asleep. They wake up so fast, anyways. <laughs> mm. So like, well, it's just so they can use rest without taking a penalty. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, exactly. Back up. Yeah, so even if uh, you whatever 
knock the berry off, which I actually don't think it works. Um, I don't think knockoff works uh, on the berry. But if you could knock the berry off, I don't think that would have mattered too much because I don't ever remember a six-star raid boss being asleep for more than one turn. They wake up so fast. Uh, there's a lot of thoughts on this raid. Um, Hannah, did you have a chance to do it yet? I did. I played maybe six times on the first day that it was out and lost every single one. And okay. then after your updated builds came out, I went and won the next two the next day. It oh, was great. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Easy. Once once y'all had figured out the actual way to do it, it's not as hard as it seemed at first. Yeah. Uh, the, the raid builds I put out first, um, obviously... I, I feel like when I do raid builds, I'm, I, I feel like I'm like a sports commentator of like, well, I think it's like a 92% chance the Detroit Lions are going to win, but there's like an 8% chance that Brett Favre will interfere and somebody will hit a hole in one. Like, you could... <laughs> <laughs> you just like take all the knowledge you know of Pokemon and you make like the best... Uh, for the audio podcast listeners, Will is looking very distraught right now. I'm just like... <sighs> I'm pretty sure Brett Brett Favre retired, but whatever. Go on. <laughs> You're like making the most educated uh, choices that you can based off the knowledge of the game you know how. So, like the first set of raid Pokemon I built, for the most part, they do work. It's just like such a slog that way, and you really. Th- this is not unique to Mewtwo. Well, maybe it is, but like. Obviously, having people all on the same page and understanding what they're doing and paying attention to the stat boost is the biggest thing. I think the the tricky part about this raid, I said this in my updated video, is that when Mewtwo Calm uses Calm Mind, sometimes it gives a plus one Calm Mind boost like it works normally. And then sometimes it's just like a plus three or a plus four, um, which is, you know, if, if Mewtwo's neutral and then all of a sudden it has plus four special defense, and plus four special attack, uh, that's very overwhelming, or can be. Yeah, it's bad. Now, when this raid came out, people were saying, oh, this is broken, and it's impossible to beat. But this mechanic has existed in the game before. There's actually a six-star Dragon Knight that does this with Dragon Dance. Um, And I was very confused when I first experienced that. I don't have a problem with this, and I think like this is like... The, there's like two different conversations here. Number one is I don't have a problem with Mewtwo boosting its stats four times in a row. That's fine. Like, whatever. He's like a seven-star legendary raid. If he wants to power himself up more than the rest of the game allows, cool. I do have a problem with, and this is a different conversation, is the game doing a very poor job at communicating that. If you're so used to like paying attention to what they're doing and you're actually paying attention of like, okay, I saw him sword stance. Okay, I saw this nasty plot. Okay, he's he's using iron defense twice. Like you're thinking of that and and if you're paying attention to your raid buddies, you're like, okay, so and so is struggle bugging, this person just light screened. Uh I'm not going to light screen, they just light screen, right? Like you're paying attention to everything in the match. But when Mewtwo just decides to call mine four times in a row, there's nothing on the screen that signifies that is happening. And there are instances where sometimes it's just one um where you know people were explaining well some some of these are scripted and some of these are not scripted that's great that is not helpful like a basic player should not understand like well these moves are specifically scripted and then these are not because i don't you don't need to know that as a player right but like if you're seeing the boss 
Side Strike, if you're seeing the boss Nasty Plot, if you're seeing the boss Calm Mind, and it's doing more than what it's communicating to you on the screen, I do think that's, like, annoying. Yes, especially when you have to go into the menu that may or may not freeze your entire raid <laughs> as you're trying to finish this timed experience, just to check. Don't do it. Just just keep hitting them. <laughs> just keep hit, 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 hot tip, bring Darkrai. He's a dark type. Yeah, the, use your game shark. Just the psychic type types. Use your game shark, bring a dark eye. Mm -hmm. There's always the conversation of people think Pokemon games are too easy or people think Pokemon games are not hard enough. And then I thought Mewtwo was fun. Like, obviously, once you figure out the puzzle, it's pretty straightforward. It's a little long. It's I will say that. Yeah, Even when you are completing the raid, it's a little long. That's what we call getting your money's worth. <laughs> Uh, I, and because the Pokemon community is so vast, right? There's so many different players at so many different ages and skill levels and stuff that you're not you're not going to please everyone um, with that kind of stuff. But for a raid of group content and for Mewtwo being the first legendary seven star raid, I think they did a good job. I think it's really great. I think that over the next couple of days, people will develop new strategies that don't rely on Mew. But I, I don't think there's anything wrong with bringing Mew. Like, you're getting the boost. If it's your Mew from Pokemon Go that you got from the Masterwork research, which would be shiny, it, why would you not want to bring that? You want to get, you have a very limited time to get the mark on it. That's like a really cool moment in time that you can capture. I, I saw some people were like bummed, like, oh, I, I, I wish I could bring some variety here. Like, you can. It just might be harder or, not as smooth, right? Like, uh, I saw somebody bring an Oranguru, and they were using light screen, and they were instructing Muse, and they were using whatever other moves an Oranguru had. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have to look at this moveset. Um, and then I saw some people frustrated that, like, oh, only bug type works. That's not true. Like, you can use a dark. You can use a ghost. Like, instead of using leech life, um, use crunch. Instead of using um, leech life, Use uh, Shadow Claw, I think, is the strongest physical type move. Um, instead of using Silver Powder or Metronome, or you can use Shubel instead for Dark or Ghost. Like, you can have things work. And I always bring this up, but because it's the two games I've played, and Will has played a lot of Destiny, Greg's played a lot of Final Fantasy XIV, but in raids in those games, which are different, Destiny and Final Fantasy also have very different raids from each other. People have different strategies of doing things, and maybe one strategy is more optimal or more efficient or the one that everyone knows, right? Um, but that doesn't mean there's not other ways to do those things. And some people like that like development of, you know what? Everyone's using Mew. I want to see if there's another Pokemon that can actually help out and do this faster, and I'm mm -hmm. sure that will happen this week. That said, I was pretty happy with how much everyone got on the same page of using Mew is kind of the thing you do for this raid. Just when I was playing with randoms, pretty much every team was a full team of Mews, and I was kind of well, impressed. Word got out, and people stopped thinking for themselves. <laughs> well, if the thinking for themselves means using the Pokemon that we have continued to see fail over and over and over yes, again in these Puchaina. raids. Puchaina. is the one to go with. <laughs> Puchaina is great. Maybe not for this, though. Does any of uh, did n did any of the raids will make you want to come back? Nope. 
Not, I, not, do not, I don't like raids. Mm-mm. It was that it was like not po- the Pokemon experience I'm looking for. It was like pulling teeth to get you to do a Destiny raid. No, I love Destiny. Ra- I didn't like doing Destiny raids with you, <laughs> but I love doing Destiny raids with other people. I also I also said this in my video that I put out, which is like I I really encourage Pokemon fans to play other video games. There's so many games out there and i feel like sometimes they don't because i've never seen whether it's world of warcraft or destiny or final fantasy or literally name a game that has raid content where people complain that they can't solo it that is just not a thing no, that's, that's just not, not the intent <laughs> that's not, that the word raid is doing something as a group right like i use this example on twitter like for crota you could do Crota by yourself. It was incredibly hard. But that whole experience was meant for six people. A nightfall strike in Destiny is meant for three people. Could you sit there and do it yourself? Yes, I did it one time. It took me four hours. And then as soon as two other people joined because I needed to run it twice in a week, I got it done in 30 minutes. Like, is it was it possible? Sure. But like that doesn't... Just because you were able to do something solo in the past doesn't mean... That that's not what the content was originally designed for. It's, mm-hmm. This stuff is designed for group situations. Um, and that to all the people that are like, well, then why does it let you join as a group? Again, play other video games. I can go into the Vault of Glass by myself and walk around and be like, I can't. I need three other people to stand on these platforms to open the next door. Like, I can, I can go into multiple situations by myself and be like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here or like Well, but also Destiny was very much like it was clearly designed that you needed people doing different things all simultaneously or you the like you couldn't unlock the door. Like in all of their raids, that's how they they were designed. So Pokemon just needs to start designing raids where it's like four people have to go into four separate rooms. <laughs> So that you know, if you're just one person going in one room and you don't see three other people, it's not going to work. And with the okay, so like I think I think seven star raids do have that mindset. So a really good example is I I do think a lot of the physical raids would be a lot harder to solo if you didn't roll the like Arcanine or the Star Raptor RNG because there's no penalty for that Star Raptor or that Arcanine dying, and every time it comes in, it just intimidates you, which is. No one's arguing that Intimidate is like one of the best abilities of all time, right? Like it's why it's so popular and competitive. It's such a solid, such a strong ability. And I think a lot of those physical raids would be a lot harder to solo if the Intimidator wasn't sitting there, right? And dying over and over and then coming back in. And I do think the Me Too raid does do a good job of making people have roles. Like... I think if you have one person that's just on healing duty and when they're healing, they're set resetting up light screen, maybe they're they're doing like one or two moves in between, it's like night and day difference to make that raid go smoother. Like the first I think two times I went through it, um, we didn't fail because people died. The healer was very much on duty and doing their job. It was like, oh, we're just not doing enough damage. Okay, we'll just have to like change a couple moves to just do a little bit more damage. Like He's, it, it, Hannah's right. It's just kind of a slog at the beginning to break through that first shield. And then once you do, it's a lot more manageable. But last thing I will say is, 
going back to the Destiny thing, like, I don't know how many times Will and I sat in a raid and we failed and we failed and we failed and we failed. And then, but every time we'd get like a little bit closer. And mm-hmm. then we did it. And I feel like with Pokemon fans, it's like they, they fail Mewtwo once and they're like, oh, it's too hard. Must be broken. Can't do it. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's not that big of a deal. Well, like you, But there's also like with the, with the Pokemon raids, you can't talk to each other. Yeah. And a lot of the time you're about, not doing it consistently with the same team. Yeah. With Destiny, it's like I could tell you how much you were ruining it, my experience, <laughs> like to your face. So that just made it that much more bear- bearable. Yeah. But like. Even when, when we were playing Destiny 1, they didn't have, like, voice built in. So we would always, like, go to PlayStation Chat. We would always, like, go to, like, you know. We'd make a room, yeah. Well, yeah, we'd make a room, right? Like, um, But it's still, it's still on the console, right? Still a built-in feature of the console. Oh, yeah, the you're right. I didn't think about that. to you. Yeah, you're right. The Switch doesn't have that. I mean, to be fair, like. Also, with Destiny, there were web pages you could go to that were LFG web web pages and you could like say i need to do this raid this is my level blah 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 blah. must have gallarhorn of course <laughs> yeah but those were uh, those were all third party and i know greg's talked about how like one of the downfalls to raids is like pokemon needs to do more but with like world of warcraft or or destiny that like a lot of that raid content was on players of making i mean i think right now besides going to like a, a subreddit i think most people are using discord for that kind of stuff which is like a fine replacement, but like we can ask all we want for voice chat or some sort of group communication, but like it's a Nintendo platform. It's never going to happen. Well, I mean, what it all really boils down to is exactly what it says on my t-shirt. People, one star rating would not recommend. I think the Me Too raids are fun. I think, I think they're a challenge that some people want, not everyone wants. So if if you're struggling to do it, I will be helping people do Mewtwo um pretty much all week before the DLC comes. Um so you can come over to Twitch. There might be a line, there might not be a line. Uh I didn't stream a lot this weekend, so I don't know how many people shout out to like the Discord and the Slack cuz they were helping people get through Mewtwo's. Um so that's cool. It's like the whole like I I taught y'all how to fish with my YouTube video, so now now you guys can go fish the Mewtwo's for yourself. I don't have to... <laughs> but I will be helping people. So if you're listening to this podcast and you want Mewtwo, or more importantly, you want the mighty mark on your Mew, especially if it's your shiny Mew, that's limited. Like, you can get Mewtwo in a lot of games. You can get Mewtwo in Sword and Shield. You can get Mewtwo in HeartGold, SoulSilver. You can get Mewtwo in Pokemon Go. But if you specifically want that mark on, you know, your... Harkold Soul Silver Mew that you imported all the way up, or your shiny Mew from Pokemon Go. You're on a time limit for that. So, speaking of time limit, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we have some more Pokemon news and some free Pokemon coming. So, we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out growing your brand, Squarespace will make it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time. All in one place, all on your terms. That's Squarespace. Squarespace has flexible website templates that are easy to set up, beautiful, quick to customize, and to fit your business needs. Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share your stories, photos, videos, updates, 
You can categorize, share, schedule your post. Maybe you're looking for a website idea and you're headed over to Japan and people have told you that there's no trash cans in the area. Well, you can make a website blogging that it's actually very easy to find a trash can next to almost any vending machine or in any 7-Eleven or at any train station. And it's very easy to throw away your garbage. You could make that website with Squarespace. You could also set up an online store and sell t-shirts saying that it's actually pretty easy to find trash cans in Japan uh, and sell those shirts on your Squarespace website. So if you're looking to launch your brand, make a website, sell services, products, your time, you can head over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T to save 10% on your first purchase of website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T to save 10% off your first purchase of website or domain. This podcast is brought to you by Every Plate. Looking to budget your food expenses for the back-to-school season? Get more bang for your bite with America's Best Value Meal Kit. Every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping with no hidden fees. And you can get your time back with fewer trips to the grocery store with meals ready in six simple steps. You like high-quality ingredients? Every plate has it. I just had a box before I left for my trip to Japan, and oh boy... Did they send me a great and easy smash burger recipe to make? And I absolutely loved it. It came with like a little potato fries. Those are really good too. I mean, fries are pretty easy to make, but like still super good meal. And if smash burgers aren't your thing, every plate provides plenty of delicious variety with over 26 tasty and affordable recipes that can ch- that change every week, including 15 minute or less dinners and dinner to lunch dishes it's easy to find something flavorful satisfying tasty for every meal of the day so get a dollar 49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49 super effective that is everyplate.com slash podcast and enter code 49 super effective and get some good food and start saving this summer with every plate and we are back from our break. Uh, we got one more podcast before the DLC drops. We have no clue <laughs> what time the DLC is dropping. Uh, could be at midnight. Could be at 1 p.m. like the Isle of Armor was. Well, that was central time. Uh, could be at like 7 p.m., which I think was the Crown Tundra. No clue. Uh, what we do know is for the past six years, uh, it all comes out at the same time, so whatever time it is for Japan will be the same time for mm. everyone else when it comes to DLC. Uh, I know, obviously, some people switch their Pokemon games to Australia, switch their switches to Australia to get the, the game slightly early, but DLC, Mario Kart, Zelda, Pokemon, all seems to drop at the same exact time. Uh, but what we do know, speaking of things dropping is that uh, a Mimikyu is coming to Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Uh, good old game stuff. <laughs> oh. Yeah. This will be a U.S. and Can- Canada event. Uh, they don't have an exact date. They just said uh, October. It will be an electric Terra-type Mimikyu. Obviously, 
because Mimikyu is trying to be Pikachu. That's the, the, the joke there with the electric, I think. I mean, maybe I think that's an obvious joke, so <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's... Um, that sounds about right. That was a good day for Mimikyu. That was the day that they also announced the Unite. Oh, Mimikyu. yeah, that's coming to Unite as well. So, mm-hmm. well, I mean, it's a good Halloween Pokemon. Yeah. So that works. Calendar went and over I from August been- to September, and all the Mimikyu news came out. There you go. I uh, I have been going to GameStop more frequently lately because there's a game that you can only get at GameStop, and someday I will find it, and I will have it. Armored Core Don't 5? make that face. No. <laughs> uh, what is it? It's like, of course, the name, I can't think of it. It's Super Mario 3D. All-Stars? It's. No, it's the yeah, yeah, yeah. It has the Super Mario Galaxy and Sunshine for the oh. Switch. Where it's where they sold it for a limited time, and then they pulled it. Check eBay. Uh, okay, <laughs> Will Anderson <laughs> does not eBay. Oh, ever my mistake. <laughs> no, because then you get a like you get the the case for the game, and there's no card. There's no, nothing inside. You got to read the auction. Make sure you're not buying case only. No, thank you. I, I think also around, I think the Mimikyu is also to help promote the uh, the booster packs. They're doing like season two of the mm. the booster packs, which w- when the original booster packs came out, like scalpers were like, oh, we're going to buy them. Oh, there's nothing valuable in any of these. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're not valuable. They're just fun. Yeah. The, the only value is the joy on children's faces when they crack those packs I, and see their favorite Pokemon. I gave them out for Halloween last year. I didn't have a lot of kids. In my, I had like four kids in my neighborhood or something. I sat on the porch for like two hours for four kids. They all seemed very confused. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> "Well, did you give candy and no?" Pokemon I just cards gave the or... booster packs. Oh, yes, I would be confused as well. Uh, Halloween is a candy first holiday. Anything else is supplemental. I like the old ladies that will like give pennies when you were. Well, I was just going to say, can I make a note to UNICEF? Because this is what they used to tell us when we were kids. They were like, "Don't trick or treat for candy. Trick or treat for UNICEF and ask for money." And I was like, "How's about we do this? You trick or treat for candy." And UNICEF. You can do both. Write that down. I don't think I'm going to do Halloween the, this year. The, uh, the kid turnout was not worth the uh, ratio of sitting on the porch. I, I don't think there's just a lot of kids in my neighborhood. I mean, there's certainly no kids in my building. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in that boat too. But I think my family got the booster bundles, and so they're going to be handing out the Pokemon cards. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, they're fun. It's this giant bag of really tiny packs of repetitive Pokemon cards. They're fun <laughs> hey, there's to like open. Forty reprinted uh-huh. ghost Pokemon, <laughs> and I think it's a good price. Look, with the the rising cost of food at the grocery store, specifically soda and candy, you would be do you would be oh. saving money by giving out Pokemon cards for Halloween. You are so. You used to be able to get a twelve pack of cans of sodas for like four dollars. Tell and me it's about like it. Eight or nine dollars now. What does almost soda put have me to off do with soda? Halloween? Almost. <laughs> Just because it costs money, and then candy's too expensive as well. Makes the airport look like a good deal. So we are a week out from DLC. Uh, we didn't talk too much about everything before, just because I've been traveling. Been a lot of stuff. 
wanted to spend some time, especially with Will on the show with DLC around the corner. Um, where, where, where do we even start? Will, what are your thoughts about long neck Ryko? Oh, it looks awful. <laughs> I mean, Aww. that's like, can we get a, an actual qualified designer in to start redesigning <laughs> some of these Pokemon? Like the best thing that people have been able to say about it is, I really like they made the clouds around it kind of like a scarf. That's the best you can say. No, the best thing is that when it's in your battle, you can't see its head. It's too tall. Yeah, but it's still great. It's still great. I don't care. Alolan Executor, don't don't steal my thing. (laughs) Okay, you know. And wait, I don't even know. Can I get that one? Because I I have the future one. I have I have Violet. Uh, so I, I would, can't get the dino ones. I would assume that they're going to put these in raids like they did for um, Walking Wake and Iron well, Leaves. Well, then the answer there is I can't get it. Oh, also speaking no, of Iron Leaves. You it, should. I yeah. think it, I no, think it I, did this. Yeah, no, you can. Raids. I'm not oh, doing yeah, yeah. Oh, raids. yeah, you don't do raids. So you never got these Walking Wake. These ones aren't wake. as hard as the Mewtwo raids. Oh, I certainly got no Walking Wake, no. <laughs> All right, good. All right, I have given up. I, I gave up on the concept of a living dex when they uh, did the whole uh, cub foo. Oh, because you had to play twice. <sighs> Technically, you had to play three times because you, uh-huh. yeah, you needed Urshifu, <laughs> the other Urshifu, <laughs> cub foo, Calyrex, Calyrex on the horse. Oh no, that whole the Articuno is what killed that for me. So. Okay, so serious question, Will. Does the what you saw of the DLC does any of that excite you, Pokemon wise? <laughs> Although I like the um, I like the we're taking a trip to Asia one more than the we're taking a trip to another Alola copy, artificial island one. Yeah. So you're saying you didn't get the DLC yet? Like pay for it? Yeah. Heck no, I'm waiting for the, to come with my free uh, Pokemon Go Plus Plus. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That special bundle pack that they have. Exactly. What about, uh, we we barely touched on Pol- Polchageist. Pol- Polchageist? Cha? Mm-hmm. Polchageist, yes. Uh, last week. Will, you have to like this Pokemon, right? Oh, no, yeah, definitely. Okay, okay, okay. I like its little stick, and it's like, ha you're right? bad. Smack, smack. <laughs> Hannah, do you remember what exactly we talked about last week with that? I don't think... Uh, with Poltergeist? Sh- yeah. I think we covered most of it. Yeah, we talked the, about the, its typing. The question is, what's the pre-evolution? Did you guys get an answer? Because it can't be Sinistra. That makes no... Di- no. It sense. could also have an evolution and not a pre-evolution. They yes. are likening it to Sinistri, specifically, despite its name. I don't like that. So <laughs> I... <laughs> Uh, so for the record, uh, a mini pause in the episode. I know there are leaks out there uh, for the DLC. I have not looked at them. Well, I accidentally looked at one. But uh, just a heads up, there are leaks out there. Uh, why I didn't want to talk about it last week is because with the, the Poltergeist thing, I actually had like a story to go along with it. So when I was in Japan and Papa Pikachu was making me work every day, uh, one of the one of the work trips, they would load us on this bus every morning. Um, it was like me and like uh, a couple other content creators and then uh, media. So that'd be like comicbook.com, like IGN, that kind of stuff. 
they they took us out to the middle of nowhere japan it's like a, a 90 minute drive on this bus and then we were in this uh tea garden and they said that they were gonna we're gonna do a ceremonial tea uh a traditional a, a tea, tea ceremony, ceremony. yes yeah. yes uh and it was by a tea master and they were very strict of like, okay, you know, no pictures during the ceremony, everyone be quiet, and you know, you'll have pictures after the ceremony. So they brought out um, like a red bean dessert thingy uh, with like a stick that had a very specific name that was like 700 year old wood the stick was made out of. It was all very fancy. And so we had our little red bean pastry and then we watched the tea master make their tea and then they explained how uh, you have to, like, turn the cup because, like, the cup is, like, one side of the cup is, like, beautiful and the other side of the cup is ugly. And then you're supposed to drink the tea. and That's, not, <laughs> that's one way to put it. <laughs> you there are respecting the artist. Mm -hmm. That is, that's what you're doing. And then you're only supposed to take, like, you're supposed to finish it in, like, three drinks. It was, like, a green tea uh, or... Yeah. Did they explain that they use different uh, bowls to serve you the tea based on what time of year it is? Uh, I don't think they said that, but they did talk yes, about you, you, the... You're just supposed to get a, a thinner, shallower, shallower tea bowl during the summer so the tea cools off more quickly and a thicker, taller one in the winter so it stays warm. Yeah, and then you were supposed oh. to like turn it and then drink three times and then you were supposed to turn it back to the master so the master saw the pretty side so they they like explained all that t taught us all that obviously it was like translated so it was japanese and english and then we did that whole thing and then they were like we have a special gift for the you know all of you and then they said but the gift was stuck in customs so we don't have it right now <laughs> oops so the a gift ended up being i actually haven't opened mine yet um a tea like one of those cups that they poured it into. I don't know if that cup has... Okay. I want to say teacup, but I don't, there's no handle on it. It's, it's just... more like a tea bowl. Yeah. And then it had um, the little, like, uh, whisk thingy, which I know has this very specific name, but they, I remember them saying that, like, the wood is aged so long that it's so soft that if a bristle broke off and you drank it, it wouldn't, like, hurt you because of how soft the wood became after X amount of years or whatever. And then the last thing was the little stick that Poltergeist is holding, which has a very specific name as well. I don't remember that either. The name for the stick is the Chashaku. I don't remember the name for the whisk. Yes. Um, so that's like the little set that they gifted us. Um, and I have not opened mine yet. But based on the trailer and based off the tea ceremony, I would guess that it evolves into like a final tea product so not a tea cup but the, like the bowl the thingy. bowl that was uh, what i thought it was going to be originally when i saw we, everybody showing off the photos of this set that y'all got oh right 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 right. so i i do think it is a reverse synesty because they're saying like if i if i'm going through the tea ceremony only they they made such a big deal about the pot but then the final product is the bowl of tea when you're done. Hmm. And this one is holding the, like, the cha-cha... What was it? Cha-shaku. Cha cha yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But I, I don't know. I. <laughs> it does go around mending the little tea cup bowl, bowls things. Yeah. So. I mean, they're incorporating kintsugi. I don't know if that's going to be part of the next thing. That is where uh, broken cups, bowls, plates are mended with gold. But uh, I'm excited about this Pokemon regardless. I think I mentioned last year I took a Japanese tea ceremony last week. Words. I took a Japanese tea ceremony class in college, and so I very much enjoy the methodology of it, the um, kind of ceremonial aspects of it. It's a very cool and intricate thing, and I'm excited to see them incorporating it in this Pokemon. Wait, did Greg may have brought this up. Did he bring up the fact that you can now have an all ghost grass team, grass ghost team? Uh, I think I complained about the amount of ghost grass <laughs> ghost grass mm-hmm. Pokemon, and then Greg said it wasn't that bad, but I actually think it is the most common secondary typing with ghosts now at this you point. You got so excited and happy about the number of <laughs> ghost grass Pokemon because that's wonderful. There's a lot now, yeah. There's like seven. I think that, I think there's eight, but sure, yeah. It's still not that many in the grand <laughs> scheme of things. <laughs> there are more grass ghost Pokemon than there are firefighting Pokemon. <laughs> I, mean, I thought you were just going to say there's more grass ghost Pokemon than there are the flying normal. That might still be the... the mm. That still might take the cake. The other thing they did, I don't know if I said this on the podcast, is um, I... Here's a personal... Uh, thing about me i don't like super fancy things especially when those fancy things revolve around food i don't think that's true <laughs> well mostly around food because i i feel like i just don't have good taste buds right like i i i grew up eating butter noodles and uh jack's pizza like well, I mean, it's correct. You, you. Not only do you not have good taste buds, there's also something just very wrong with your mouth. <laughs> correct. That you feel foods so, like, in okay. some manner that no other human does. So, like with the tea ceremony, which I think, like for me, like if somebody was like, asking me experiences Japan, I would be like, yeah, you should go to a tea ceremony. But I don't think I would go twice because I don't like tea that much, and also like I didn't enjoy the flavor of that. It's not about the tea. The whole th- the ceremony is not about the tea. <laughs> yes, but if you don't like the experience, <laughs> no. I'm not going to say it's not about the tea. Okay, okay. <laughs> the, 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 the side note: When I was in London, I went to a tea. What what they call it? Like a high tea. High tea. I went to high tea, and I loved it. I I there were you got like a little tray of different desserts. Yeah, that's about the snacks. That's not yeah, about the tea. Yeah, no, either. high tea was tight. <laughs> It was so great. Ceremonial traditional Japan tea, cool, but I wouldn't be like excited to go back. Like I want to go back to high tea again. Like hit me up with the high tea again. Um, but after okay, so after they did the ceremonial tea, they were like, "We're we're gonna bring out a bento box for everyone, so you guys can have lunch here." And I was like, "Oh, I don't like when they do this because if I don't get to pick what's coming out, I'm oh boy, this is this is not good." Hamburger bento box. And then they they did the unthinkable. One of the guys at the Pokemon company uh, who was like uh, also like the translator. So he went in Japanese. He he was the one that set up the ceremonial tea thing. And he was like, 
the bento boxes that are coming out are from the oldest restaurant in Yokohama. They've been around for like 400 years. And then he goes on and says, it is so hard to get food there. I have never eaten this food before. So you guys are having this before me. And I'm like, no, don't do this. Don't like set these expectations. <laughs> Guilt. And then they bring out this bento box and I, they, oh, I open it and there's just like a whole fish looking at me. And there's like all of this very pretty, but very fish related food. And I was like, I can't, there's not even like a little piece of steak or like chicken. I, it's just, and I like you hyped it up so much of like people would fall over each other to get food from this restaurant. It's this famous restaurant and I, I can't eat any of this. Now, before any listeners like Steve, you're just picky. No, five years ago, I went to a seven course Japanese dinner in Hakone. I knew it was going to be a lot of this stuff, like a lot of very fancy food that you don't get to pick, right? You don't get to pick your seven course meal that comes out. You just what the chef makes. That's And I tried everything. Even when they brought out a bowl with a fish looking at me, I was like, you know what? I'll try the broth. Even though that fish is looking at me, I'll try the broth. I just, I, I tried it all. Now, I'm I'm with you on this because... I, with all the everything I eat, so I've eaten escargot, I I have a very hard time with fish. Even the best fish, I just have a very hard time with it. Food is not for everyone. All food is not for, yeah, all foods are not for everyone. That's kind of the main thing here. Um, yeah, I mean, what if you were vegan? They had like a, a handful of bento boxes that were vegan not that you would eat that because you hate vegetables yes i so the <laughs> i i did try i tried a plum for the first time i've never had plum before Ooh, ume so the salty ones uh no this one had like a sugar crystal oh. glaze around it it was supposed to be like a dessert plum um that was good and they uh, the people around me warned me that the pit was still in it so don't bite directly into it <laughs> plum being one of my favorite fruits i think i eat for dried plums a day when i get the opportunity to and then i i tried a couple other things and i was just like nope this is this is not for me i uh, i but again i just like feel super bad and of like i feel like you just food waste slash money waste slash yes it was all designed to make you feel guilty they succeeded (laughs) yeah (laughs) japan is not for everyone japan in a nutshell trying to make people feel guilty um (laughs) But yeah, I think, uh, you know, regardless of going to a ceremonial tea ceremony, ceremonial tea ceremony, that was backwards. Uh, Regardless, I think the trailer to show off Ultrageist was really cool. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we talked about that. Oh, that was well done. Definitely. Was there anything else we didn't talk about? Uh, You know, all all the starters are coming back. Um, that they made a big deal about that. We didn't really mention that. They're not coming back till the second DLC, though. I'm pretty sure. Yes, I have it right here. It's first poke, first partner Pokemon, which I guess is now the official. I I guess it's always been the what they've called it, but I feel like the first time I heard it was "Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee." Mm-hmm. Sarah B said they were using it before that, which sure I I believe Joe. I just don't remember. Um, but I guess the Pokemon company doesn't like the term starter Pokemon. They like first partner Pokemon. They've got to mm-hmm. have their own specific term for anything. <laughs> um, they they seem to be using a lot in this last like six months. Um, they're saying that 
First partner Pokemon from past titles in the core Pokemon series. I also like using the word core. They don't like using the word main. Uh, core Pokemon series are appearing in spades in the Terrarium housed in the Blueberry Academy in the second part, the Indigo Disc. The Terrarium is a facility that recreates a variety of biomes. Um, of course, you can battle these Pokemon to add them to your team. You'll also be able to terrestrialize with them. And that's all it says. I think a lot of people think that once next week comes, you'll be able to add them, but I don't think that's the case. Mm-mm. Like, there were 100 Pokemon for the first DLC of Isle of Armor, and there was 100 Pokemon for the second DLC, and even though we knew uh, Nido King was coming back in the second DLC, we couldn't add him in the first one. Yeah, you're probably going to have to keep waiting till winter to get your starters back, or your first partner Pokemon. I still think they're going to do seven-star raids with them, though. Like, we might be able to get, like, Chikorita early or Mudkip early if they decide to do seven-star Meganium. I don't know. What does a seven-star Meganium look like? I don't know. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't know where they're going with raids from here. Uh, yeah, yeah. I also, I also think that Shiny Rayquaza has to be, like, a future raid, more so around the time that horizons comes out which i don't think they announced a date for that yet so uh yeah that's a thing um and then was there anything else from the trailers that we missed there was just so much information that came out i think Mm. we're caught up will how do you feel about ogre pond how do you feel about uh, uh, Pheasantipity and uh, Okie Doggy and uh, Monkey Dory? So, I mean, once again, can we get a new designer? <laughs> oh, no. I they mean, I mean they, they should be cute. They're not cute. Which one is cute? I mean. The sigilyph looking one, the angry <laughs> monkey, or the big cat that wants to hit me? I think they're all great. I love all of them a lot. I'm not, not a huge style. fan, but I think they're going to have other forms I'll probably like more. I also haven't looked at any of the leaks, so I have no idea if are that's they, a thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, are they going to evolve? or? I mean, there's definitely a story there. I don't think it's related to the main story that I'm excited about from the rest of the game, but there's definitely a story they've got going with Ogre Pond and all of that. I mean, I like anything Unova related, so Iron Crown is is a yes. I'm definitely mm-hmm. into it. Got it. So we, we just need to wait for the Gen 5 remake, and you'll be full steam ahead. Absolutely. <laughs> also, Pokemon for Legend Zekrom. For, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, feel free to like, comment, subscribe. Here's your call out. But also, don't spoil or post leaks in the YouTube comments, because I read those, and other people read those. And I don't want to, like, I looked at some of the, like, I, I unintentionally, just because Twitter likes to give you whatever, um, I have seen some of them. But I'm good. I don't need to see the rest. I do like to be surprised like the rest of the people out there. And <laughs> so <laughs> when Hannah says, I don't know if they evolve, I actually don't know that either. Yes, so please don't, don't tell us. So don't tell us. <laughs> yes. Is yes. what I'm saying. I would still like to be surprised. <laughs> Something has to surprise me. 
<laughs> I mean, that's like, honestly, for me, like, that's one of the things that most ruins Pokemon games for me is when people are so excited to tell you something that you haven't discovered yet. And I'm like, well, now when I discover it, it's not me discovering it because you already did. And I'm just too late to the game. A lot of people are really good about waiting for everybody to get through the surprise. The problem is it only takes not one. The people I know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me. You ruined two things in Scarlet and Violet for me. But in like what, like ten years? They were probably accidental things. And, and ruined is ruined. Wait, what did dude. I ruin? I don't remember. Uh, number one, you said, "What's your favorite Pokemon in the game right now?" And I was like, "Oh, Bramblin. I really like Bramblin. It's really cute." And then you're like, "Oh, that mouse Pokemon is really cute too." I hadn't come across a <laughs> mouse Pokemon yet. How do you know so I wasn't when talking I did, about Pikachu or Detene? No, I knew exactly when I came across it finally, and I was like, "Well, Steve's already got this one. I'm not even going to catch it because it's it's used." And then the worst was also when I was like, we were talking, and I was like, "Oh, I just defeated Iron Treads," and I was like, "Uh, oh, you know, I was able to figure it out because it's uh, steel rock or steel ground or whatever it is." And then you're like, "Oh yeah, but you know, all the Iron Pokemon aren't uh, steel type. You don't get those until the very end of the game." And so when I finally got there, I was like, "Oh well, I'm not going to make the mistake of thinking these are steel type because Steve already <laughs> ruined that for me." At least you made it to the end of the game. <laughs> I always make it to the end of the game at my own pace. None of those are story, story spoilers, at least. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Do, really, yeah, I I, like, I'm so. I'm like, pretty sure I said the same thing. So and then I was like, me. doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, the new Pokemon Go season is called Adventures Abound. Yes. Uh, and it will run from September 1st to December 1st. And. Uh, just like the internet, Niantic 2 would like to forget Galar exists for whatever reason. I like Galar. I think Sword and Shield are great, but we're just- I enjoyed Galar. We're just I skipping, like the Pokemon. We're just skipping through and Quaxly, Sprigatito, and Fuecoco will make their debut. <sighs> they always do this. Niantic always does this. And, and it's like the same every time. They just rush through them. Except they'll hold out like two. Like, yeah, they'll hold like, how long did they hold out for Larvesta? And then they were uh, like, we'll make it a 1%. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure I would say they're rushing through it. They are releasing more Pokemon from this generation than they usually do at the start, which actually I feels good. was getting Galar Pokemon, I'm pretty sure, two houses ago. And yes, I've moved twice <laughs> since I've lived in Minneapolis. But it's been about two years per house. Yeah, they well, released a couple, but they haven't released very many since then. Yeah, well, I mean, with Galar 2, they released a couple, and then... I, I, I don't know if... But, I don't, but they weren't done with Alola when they were yeah, releasing Yeah, Galar no, they, they, stuff, they weren't done right? with Alola, but they, when they released the Galar Pokemon, they did it, like, so quick and... That when like GBL took off and like Dubwool was like really good, people just realized how long mm -hmm. it's been since Wooloo was there. Mm -hmm. So they did, again, I don't know if this is good or bad. They did release them for a while and then just pulled them all from the game. And then all of a sudden they like artificially made Wooloo like super rare and sought after. But I think that was because like they updated like Dubwool's move. 
Yeah, uh, exactly. It wasn't a very good PvP Pokemon at first, and then one of the moves got better, which is the thing. If you're trying to maybe hold on to good PvP Pokemon, any Pokemon may be good in the future. Yeah. But... Um, they're also doing a, a new Master Ball. Uh, yes. Which is... I don't know, good, bad. I, it's just very, you know, you play through a Pokemon you can, game. I mean, you can hold more than one. People yeah. have proved that at this point, and that was something we weren't sure about. However, it's a little tricky to get, and there <laughs> is one particular task that's a little controversial. Oh, I was just going to say, which special research that I'm never going to complete is I, I, Well, it's a timed research, one. for one. So, yeah, you have, you have, nine, you have 90 <laughs> days. Well, as of this recording, you have, what, 86 days? <laughs> 79 days and two hours. Okay, so 79 days. I think I know which one you're talking about, Hannah. I'm going to take mm-hmm. a guess here. Uh, mm-hmm. It is complete 60 raids. Yes. Yep. Which it is, is that one. Which is, uh, if you're listening to this, uh, you have 79 days left. And if you're only a free-to-play player, that is making sure you do one raid a day. But, you know, how convenient for them to do this the week after I just right? burned every <laughs> single raid pass that I yeah. had saved because some person that i was hanging out with was like i'm obsessively going after rayquazas i heard that goomy i heard that not me you're not talking about me (laughs) uh you were in the goomy raid rooms i was in one goomy raid room (laughs) calm down Mm -hmm. okay so i think i think asking a player to do 60 raids even though technically it's free in 80 days is a pretty big ask at the same time, a Master Ball is a pretty unique and rare item. So I don't know how I don't know how to feel about it. I can see why people are upset, but I can also like you don't want to like devalue the Master Ball. I mean, yeah, you want to make it hard to get, but this is a little much. I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna have trouble with it because even after GoFest, I still have fifty something free raid passes. So I'm not too worried. But going out and doing a raid almost every day is a lot, especially if you live in a place where you can't do that easily. And this is a timed research unless you buy it at the end of the season, which they're going to give you the option to do. Wait, so so if I buy it, do I get a third Master Ball? I don't know the answer to that. I don't think you can buy it yet. I think it's going to be available at the end of the season. Um, another, Another, I think, hard task for people would be, I think it's hatch 30 eggs. Yep, that's the other one. Which oh, that's not so hard. You can hatch an egg a day. Uh, yeah. I mean, like if if you're if you're a mobile person, you can definitely hatch an egg a day. The 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 small, I guess, small personal problem I would have with it, I, I think other people would agree, is like you're just never buying incubators, which I hate buying incubators. Um, and I want to hatch a egg. I would prefer to hatch two Ks, but sometimes you only have like. Five and ten, and you can't throw eggs away, and so like mm-hmm. you'll have to like switch to a five, and then hope the next stop you spin gives you a two. And it helps that that one is only hatch thirty, though. The win sixty raids just feels like a little bit much. I don't think I hatch an egg a day. <laughs> I think I hatch like an egg a week. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I work at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those two, those are the two that are tricky. I've already completed four of the ten, almost five of the ten, 
So I think a lot of this is gonna go pretty quickly if you're actively trying to do it, but the win 60 raids could cost a lot of money if you get behind. Not looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing is if you don't keep up with it and there's like a week left and it's like 30 raids, like you are now in a position where you either just stop caring or you spend money. Yeah, also, you know, I'm, I, I, I've, I've said like, why doesn't Niantic line up Pokemon with new video games? They are technically lining this up with the DLC. So there is like some... Mm-hmm. Symmetry. So DLC raids should count towards. Yeah, every quest. time you do Mewtwo, it sinks back to Pokemon Go. There that we go. That would be amazing. Um, I actually, I will say, I do like that this timed research. I'm enjoying having something relatively mid-sized to work towards. It's not as big as reaching the next level, but it's not as small as a field research task. So I'm actually enjoying that it's there. It's just the win sixty raids is a bit much. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's all the Pokemon news for the week. Kind of holding our breath till the DLC comes out. There, there. If if we want to just sidetrack real quick, there's a bunch of new items on Pokemon Center. Uh, so if are there a bunch of new good items or, uh, you know how they, uh, went with that Craft Activewear brand. They are did- there more? There is more active wear, but it's not craft. Is it less expensive? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm not too happy with the active wear that I have. Got yeah, I got some of the craft so. stuff too, and I didn't love it. It was fine. It was okay. Yeah. Definitely not for the price. To be fair, I got the um, I got my craft after after wear for free for something I did with the Pokemon company at one point. Oh, the ETBs are back in stock. Uh, also, How much is an ETB going for now? The Pokemon Center ones are 60 because they come with more stuff. Ugh. The the target the ones you get at Target should be 50. That's a lot of money. Yeah. This Pokemon. new activewear is barely even activewear. I just want to say that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's t-shirts wear. and sweatpants. <laughs> they, they release some puzzles. Uh, those are the puzzles we saw at NAIC in the case. Uh, th- those those are out now. There's a TCG uh, like jigsaw puzzles. Yeah, like a puzzle you put together, a traditional yeah. puzzle. No, thank you. You're not puzzle. You're not puzzle boy. Nope. There's a new glow in the dark Jirachi. Uh, There's the TCG holiday calendar. Yeah, uh, I thought there was a Christmas one and a Halloween one, but. I don't think so. The The Christmas one is nice, though. I got that last year, and it's a ton of fun to open up a TCG thing every day. I think the Halloween one is just not on Pokemon Center. I think it was, like, GameStop exclusive. I mean, I'd be into a Halloween advent calendar. Well, if I, if I see it again, awesome. I, will, I will send it your way. <laughs> How would that work? Just, like, 31 little yeah. windows, maybe? Yeah, yeah, you know, getting, like, Smarties or... Tootsie Rolls or what's what's the hot candy? <laughs> Swedish Fish, whatever the hot whatever the hot candy is. Um, Beyond sour gum or gummy worms? Man, that's hard to say. Uh, oh, uh, and also uh, we talked about this last week, but um, the three anniversary characters are now in Pokemon Masters. You can pull on them. Uh, there's bonus rewards for logging in, all that stuff in Masters. 
Oh, geez, we went the whole episode. I completely forgot. Hey, I uh, played Detective Pikachu Returns. That's one. What? The new one? The new one. That was why. On the Switch? On the Switch. That's why I was in Seattle. Part of the reason I was in Seattle. Um, I can fully talk about it later this week. I don't know the embargo off the top of my head. I think it's Thursday. Um, So I cannot tell you if it was good or bad or what I liked or didn't like. Um, But once the embargo lifts, I can tell you my thoughts. Um, so stay tuned to that later this week. Um, so you got something to look forward to. And then, uh, next week is DLC. So, uh, I'll be streaming a lot. If you need help with Mewtwo, I'll be streaming this week for Mewtwo. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of content for, as we lead up to DLC time. I don't know if we're doing like a mini series or anything for DLC because that story is usually short and, who even knows how it's going to be structured this time around or there's still the question of like if there's trainer battles are they just going to be like level 60 (laughs) when we have all level 100 this dlc should be available even if you haven't finished the game so they might scale like isle of armor did Mm. well yeah which is like if you didn't beat leon everything was 20 if you did beat leon everything was like 65 i think that's, I think, yeah. Yeah. I uh, I have zero level 100 Pokemon in this game, so... And you haven't done any raids, so you don't have candy either. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will playing... I, I only raise my Pokemon the natural way. I've never <laughs> used a candy. Will playing the game on, on hard mode <laughs> over here. Uh, okay, well, uh, I think that's I think that's our show. Thanks, Will, for coming back. Hopping in. Sure, no problem. I'm sure people missed you. I hear about it all the time. I get constant emails that I send to Will and Greg. Look, I am in the same place, if not more places, on the internet that I have always been. People know <laughs> should know where to find me if they want to find me. You're listening to the Spotify version or the Apple Podcast version. Please uh, feel free to leave a review. That super helps out, especially with new DLC coming out. And people wanting to find a Pokemon podcast, uh, if you have like five seconds to leave a review, that would really help out the show. Otherwise, we will see you guys next week. Um, Have a great week. Be safe. Uh, This has been another episode of the Pokemon podcast, and we are super effective. Super getting Will into Pokemon sleep. Effective. No. No. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. A huge shout out to our producers over on Patreon, starting with Kay, Catherine, Stuart, Tony, Matthew, Casey, Brady, Jessica, Spencer, Brian, Bovine, Stephen, Chris, Josh, Fumes, and Yarny. A huge shout out to all of them. If you too would like to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash PKMNCAST to support the show, and we will see you next week.